Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beard Zone podcast. I am one of the hosts. My name is David. You know these two guys with me, Glenn, Theo. How are we doing tonight? Hey, the boys are back in town. We Good back, to be y'all. Back, man, Good to be back. The, the three of us. Y'all know the three of us haven't been on in a while together. Oh, so man, I'm so excited for this. We keep Dude, going. Two, it's, two, it two. has been. I've missed you guys so much. I definitely appreciate you guys. Theo, I did a little bit of a um, like a shout out to you and Glenn for holding it down. I definitely appreciate you guys holding it down as I was gone. If you guys didn't hear, I was sick with the flu. The flu hit the entire house, completely took us out for like it felt like an eternity. Um, but definitely appreciate you and Glenn um, for holding it down. And uh, yeah, I am excited to be back because we got a lot of football to talk about. Oh yeah. Good to have you back, man. Good to be back. So much going on. Football is is kicking into, you know, into that really, really exciting time right now. You know, so much, so much uh, storylines, different things going on around the league. Ooh, it's good to be a football fan right now. Dude, week 14. It's unbelievable. There's just tons of action, too. Like, positive, negative, really controversial stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's just stuff, like... The NFL can't seem to not produce content for everybody. Nah. And a whole lot of injuries. Drama. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it, it's a part hey, of what we love. shout out if you're in the playoffs for your fantasy. Right? Hey. Dang. And if you're I, not, well, <laughs> I, we all know the feeling. We all know the feeling. So I'm, I am in I'm about I'm in about eight leagues. Oh. And I made the playoffs in six of them. So, whoa, I'm feeling so, feeling pretty so good. So, if you need fantasy advice, Theo does have a little segment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does, and um, he is obviously the the, the resume backs itself up. <laughs> hey, listen, man, it, you, this thing I I will happily give the experience and and the knowledge that I have but I'm going to say that last season I was I was in more leagues and I made the playoffs in far less so you know the, that's just kind of how these things go it just doesn't fantasy is a fickle beast you know it just doesn't always yeah. go the way you expect it to or the way you want it to I had some really disappointing outcomes last season um you know but at the end of the day you listen, you lick your wounds and you keep going baby yeah, no, I mean, this is the first year that I've done fantasy, and I've done fantasy now for, I want to say this is my fifth year, maybe my fourth year, my fourth or fifth year, and this is the first time I am not going to experience the playoffs in any of the leagues that I'm in. It has been a very rough season for me, and I just can't seem to shake off the injury bug I yeah. had. At one point, just a couple weeks ago, I had Jonathan Taylor out, Kenneth Walker out, and then Devonja Chain was supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. And then I got him for less time than the Jets got with Aaron Rodgers. And then he yeah. was out. And yeah, like, that's kind of What sad. is going on? And then I just traded last week. Theo, I'm sure that you're not going to approve of this. But I just traded for... Um, Ramad Stevenson, the running back for. Oh no, no. Yeah, just <laughs> traded for him. Sorry, got <laughs> him for the first drive, and then he was out for the rest of the game with an ankle injury. I'm like, what is going on? 
Yeah, that, that, that is that, bad. It, it just happens like that, man. I don't even know what this like. That just happens. So many people, when it rains, it pours. Like you're trying to dig yourself out of the hole, and the you know the shovel that you have turns into grape jelly, and it's just like you know, <laughs> like there's not just feels like there's nothing you can do. I totally get it. So like for for those of you going through that right now, I understand. It sucks. I'm so sorry. But at the end of the day, just keep, keep you got to remember to just keep going. You know why you do it. We Only one person wins. At the end of the day, only That's one person true. wins. It's so tough. Um, so we, we have to find enjoyment in the game, in fantasy, more than just winning. Like, you have to find a way to just enjoy the process. I know winning is the main reason, and it sucks to not win. But that's what I've had to do to kind of keep my sanity over in yeah. the years when like stuff like what you mentioned david happens to me like i i've had to find ways to like like just enjoy the game and and you know what just come back to football come back to football at the end of the day it's all about football so like when you're out just go back to enjoying football because that's why you got into it anyway i mean and- the true winners of the 2023 season have got to be the backup running backs and quarterbacks Amen. oh man. man for real e- oh, let's get into that excellent segue what what's going on guys so we already know about the injury you know with all the injuries with the running backs i mean i firsthandly just said how i'm experiencing that this season and i'm sure a lot of you guys are experiencing that but there has been 51 starting quarterbacks this year wow just just to put that in perspective for everyone there's only 32 teams (laughs) I mean, if it, I know most of our listeners are not first-time, you know, football fans, but like, no, seriously, yeah. though, I, I don't even know. No, it's ridiculous. It, what was it? They it's... brought back Joe Flacco for the Cleveland Browns from retirement or whatever. I don't know. And now New York doesn't even know who's playing for the Jets. Is it, no, is it Boyle? No, it's only Zach... Boyle because they brought no, back. No, it's Zach Wilson. Wilson is back. Zach Wilson's back. Boyle. He's like Zach, the new Carson Zach Wilson Wentz. Is back. He wasn't sure. He was like, eh, I don't know if I want to come back and be ridiculed and, and get death threats again. But, you know, Rogers, Rogers talked to him and, you know, put him on his lap and said, hey, you know, just, oh, just, oh wait, that just got a little sexy. <laughs> um, he just is, told is him, come on, come on, and, come on, and, on come on and play this game. Come on and play this game. We just keep going deeper yeah. down the rabbit hole. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. Hey, I've been out for a couple of weeks, man. I got Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got to get spicy on this episode. I mean, um, no, but I mean, listen, it's 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 just been a whirlwind the whole season like uh, it started off right with with we we lose Rodgers, right? It just starts off with that. And you know what? When that happened, we should have known what the season was going to have for us. Dude, no joke, Dark man. That should have the been NFL. the that should have been the sign for all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bum bum bum. Yeah. In the dark uh, ages of the NFL, where quarterbacks lose their ACL in the first four plays of the season, lose their Achilles. Yeah. Dude, ACL. Achilles. Bro, it's. That, I think we did an episode where they're like, the "Oh, next... MetLife Stadiums claimed a- ACLs and in all these Achilles injuries," but like, we have nine starting quarterbacks that are not playing. Yeah. And we have I, – I can't even count how many actual starting quarterbacks are really playing. You got Dallas, Philadelphia, Denver, Los Angeles, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Seattle. But, like, outside of that, 
there's a backup playing. More than half of the games are backups. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, and I, you know, I think we kind of said this to an extent last week too. It's just this is not good for the for the for the NFL brand. You know, this is just not like they have to find a way to to deal with these things, man. Because like, we're people want to see, we want to see the stars. We don't want to see Brown Jacob Browning out there, even no matter how good he is. Like I mean, he, he might, he, that last game. He, he, yeah, he might be like suffice, but like, we want to see Burrow. C.J. Beathard actually yeah. played a game for like the first time in maybe eight years. Mm-hmm. And if anyone recalls, he was the Iowa quarterback when they actually had an offense. So there's that. And then J- yeah. uh, Browning was really good in Washington. Uh, I think he was with John Ross on the tail end of uh, Browning's time at Washington, and he was just a gunslinger. But they brought back Joe Flacco. He was like the same class as Matt Ryan. Wow. Yeah. That actually kind of puts it into perspective a little bit. You're right, right? Joe I, I, if, if not, he was close. <laughs> if not, he was very close. But like 38 years old. Hey, man, I wish I was playing football. I'm not that old. Right. I mean, I'm not in that shape, but you know, whatever. Wait, so you're saying there's a chance? Hey. I, with these I mean, injuries, you, you never know. Have you seen Joe Flacco? I don't think he's in the shape either. We'll find we will find out. Cuz Jacksonville I I'm Can we take uh, he's a not second? on the cover of GQ you're saying? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, he's definitely I mean, not. No, can we take a second to talk about the the Jags and their lack of medical assistance? There's no card. Okay. There's no card on the field. Well, what, I mean, what is that? So <laughs> I actually saw. Sorry like, for the tangent, uh, but but dang. No, but I saw like a little meme, and it was like, um, it was the, the the scene where Austin Powers was trying to like turn the golf cart around in the tunnel. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> and it was like just keeps the guy the trying to get to Trevor Lawrence <laughs> in the Jaguars <laughs> stadium. They have a swimming pool in their stadium, and they do not have a medical cart. But I did see a video where Trevor Lawrence came out and he was just like, yeah, I mean, I was already on the sideline and the tunnel was right there. So I just decided to just, you know, just, hey, just get me yeah, back there because I puff it out. Mm-hmm. Let's just get back there. Now, is was that maybe a PR move to, you know, help the, the franchise that is paying him millions of dollars? Uh, possibly, you eh, know, you know, possibly, maybe very possible. But ah, yeah, man. I mean, to see Trevor Lawrence go down, I mean that 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 really sucked because I I, I was really enjoying watching him play this year. But yeah. I mean, hey, now we get Joe Flacco and who's the backup in Jacksonville? Do we know? Bethard. That's Bethard, man. Oh, that's mm-hmm. Bethard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> C.J. Bethard. Backup city game. That's what we got. It's oh, oh man, that is awesome. The AFC went from like quarterback yeah, heaven. Yeah. To quarterbacks on the bench, yeah, it's quarterback I mean, IR for the AFC right now. Unless your name's Patrick Mahomes, does someone get so desperate to uh, get? Um, oh my gosh, his name just completely slipped my mind. He robbed, I think it was Houston, of millions of dollars. Osweiler. Oh, Osweiler? Yeah. No, yes. no, absolutely not. Way. <laughs> so, so no way. You got the only three. Well, you got four. You get. Number five, if you include Herbert and uh, Russell Wilson, but they the, the the key playoff teams that are left are really 
uh, Kansas City, Miami, and uh, Baltimore. And two out of those three quarterbacks are very injury prone. You have to wait two more months to see if Tua and Lamar can stay healthy. And I think Dude, that's hilarious. Dude, if Tua or Lamar go down with an injury, I'm just going to say this right now. Taylor Swift definitely put a curse over the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> the Swifties gotten a yeah, they, their, their uh-huh. assembly. The Swifties have completely cursed that AFC. I mean, because... right now it looks like they're cursing the Chiefs. But, you know, we'll oh, see. No joke. What happened in that? All right, let's let's actually start talking some football games. We and that is one game that I wanted to say. So is Jordan Love good? Oh, he... I I want to say good. I want to say yeah. I would give him. I want to say good, not great, but but I think before okay. the before this we were saying like, can he even play? Because he you know he was he had made some real questionable throws early. Um, in his career now, you know, I, but mean, I, I, I said this earlier, fire. man. This is technically the man's rookie season. And he's Give on him fire some right time. now. Give him some time and look at that. Yeah. Like, look at him now. Well, he's going to play the, the Giants, so he's going to look phenomenal this week. So uh-huh. this might be a bit biased. If I were to grade Jordan Love right now, given what we've seen, I think I can consciously give him like a b to potentially b plus grade as of right now because he's showing very (sighs) slight glimpses of a younger rogers statistically and green bay's finally coming into its its own and they're clicking on the offensive side of the ball yeah it's i i agree that grade i i I, I don't know it's too early to see if he's like that caliber. I mean, look at his two predecessors. No, no, no. We're not even talking about that caliber right now. Like he's got, he's got to put in at least two more years, I think, oh, yeah. before we're talking like that caliber. Like right I now, what he's showing is what he needs to show. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk about him in any with in, with any big names right now. We don't want to mention any of the elite guys in his with his name right now. There's no way he's anywhere near any of them. This is rookie season. You want to see him make some plays. You want to see him make good throws. You want to see him make intelligent throws. And I think that's what we've seen him do over the past couple of games. We've seen him start to come into his own and 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 kind of get down with this system. I don't what you're getting from him now. I don't know if you could ask anymore. So like, I think right now he is playing to kind of make the Packers have to stick with him you know at the end of the day i i you know from the beginning he has been playing for his football life i mean they don't have you know? many options yeah yeah like if he if the worse he plays the better pick they're gonna have and there's some pretty good quarterbacks coming out this this uh in this draft so um there the are. way he's playing he's playing to keep them away from the packers so good for him well i mean aaron Rodgers did an mvp season and they still drafted him so i don't really know how much his play is gonna have anything to do <laughs> they did the same thing to Brett uh, Favre too yeah <laughs> i i think those were like both kind of age kind of like uh, long there was there was other things going on there no, right now sure. i don't think the packers have a have a choice you know i don't think they have too much of a choice but to go with what they got it's not like yeah. they don't have options though when, when it comes to the draft this this one's actually pretty healthy for quarterbacks and if you actually look at the Packers though, this this well, if you just look at the Packers overall, 
when their defensive line is healthy and it's been healthy over the last couple of weeks, they are very effective on getting to the quarterback. And then when you go to the offensive side of the ball, there it's just so young. I think that their oldest player on that team was drafted in like 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I, it, yeah, yeah. It's they're they're a very young, very talented, very high, a lot of potential on this team. And so you know, I mean, if Jordan Love can play the way that his, you know the the other quarterbacks have played in that franchise um it's they're 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 gonna be a really good team moving forward especially in the next couple of years i agree true and their competition's starting to like show their true colors you got the detroit lions somehow Losing their their muster there, Chicago for some weird reasons looking like they're clicking after they almost imploded the first third of this season, and then Minnesota I thought was on a run, and I have no idea where they belong anymore. So, well, it's all based off of the play of I feel like Josh Jobs. Jobs. Yeah, true. Yeah, Jobs plays four, really you, well. You, yeah, you can't the four interception like that was. That was, that was just atrocious. He was like, one short he, of being Jameis, so I'm okay yeah, with that. You could understand yeah. how they were kind of wanting to reevaluate. It came out today that they're going to give him another shot, but he, like, you know, he's done some amazing things, but he's done equally horrendous things at this point. So, like, what are you, Dobbs? Yeah. Like, you got to you gotta kind of shape up or... Because, I mean, the Vikings, I think, are still kind of, you know, we, we know it's not a reality, but as a football team, they have to keep their hopes alive. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think they want to see what they got. And, Speaking of hopes alive, uh, what's with Tampa Bay's run game? I, I'm going to need some therapy <sighs> session if I have to watch that atrocity. I thought it I, I mean, I thought it had gotten a little bit better. Has it not? It wasn't. It hasn't been bad over the last couple of weeks. I mean, honestly, still dead last. I might just though overall throughout the year, the consistency with it has been pretty bad. But over it's the been last awful. Weeks, Be it's honest, been, it's, it's awful. been better. It's been I'm... better though over the last couple of weeks. I will say that. Am I just like like only looking at fantasy scores because I I have Rashad White in our league and he has been excellent. Um, Rashad White has been doing a lot better than he has been in the beginning of the year. A lot of his points are coming off of receptions. It's PPR, yeah, and it's PPR league, so like that's that's why he's doing like the the pass catching is great. Baker does like to target him and kind of dump it down to him a lot. Um, That's because he's getting mauled. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like you know, and we also have to we also have to understand this offensive line has not been together like this is their first year together as a unit it's like their first day of school mm-hmm. i mean that's some, what the, some of those plays it's like the they barely year. have the shoes on right yeah and then jensen is jensen went out for the season in the beginning right yeah, yeah and i don't think i don't think jensen's honestly i don't think he's gonna come back because this is now so he went out like a year in, in a row yeah he went out in otas at the beginning of last year Brady's last year in Tampa it was the and same he was out for too, the year. And then at the beginning of this year, he actually was in practice and OTAs and stuff like that. And then the very first week of the regular season, they put him on IR. 
Wow. So it was like it was kind of like a shocker for all the Bucks fans because we were really looking forward to having Jensen back because Jensen, alongside with Worse, is you know an excellent. Yeah. You it, know, it's part like the of Kelsey and was it Johnson or Long? I can't remember Lane. Yeah, Lane Johnson and Kelsey for Philly. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's somewhat comparable. Yeah. So can we, hey, can we touch base really quick on what I feel like was the game of the week last week? Sure. Patriots Chargers. Let's go. Oh, uh, <laughs> dude. Dude, I will I will leave this podcast world. right now. I will I will step away. <laughs> the, the, the questionable coaching bowl. That's what that was. Oh I don't my even know. How, first off, the, the Los Angeles Chargers are not a one score, one touchdown a game team. Yes, they and are. Apparently, now, apparently. They are. <laughs> now they are. The Patriots defense is phenomenal. I think we can all agree there. But I I don't even I mean they are but I don't know if I even want to I do Los there, Angeles there couldn't even just, there is something horrendously wrong with the Chargers right now like there's just I don't they, understand how they're bad yeah I don't either they yeah, have fantastic players well I mean <sighs> and Ke- was it Kellen Moore's their offensive coordinator and Dude, he, they have a fa- they have a fading running back in Austin Eckler oh um. Keenan Allen, I mean, Keenan Allen is balling. He's balling this year. I can't can't take anything from him. But they lost Mike Williams. They lost Joshua yeah. Palmer. They lost like they. Quentin like, Johnson was bad. Quentin Johnson is a bust. Dude, like like this Johnson, is of all the wide receivers, I think they ranked him number one, and he is just atrocious this year. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think JSN <laughs> was number one, but he was he was being he was being very highly ranked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. They 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 just have had some really tough luck. M- not to mention their already tough luck with them just not being able to close out a game ever. So yeah, I don't know. I right now I think it's just kind of death by a, a thousand needles for them right now. It's just a a lot yeah. of little things have gone wrong, and I don't know. That defense was supposed to look better than it's looking. I. Uh, they lost Bosa as well, right? Yeah, um, they did. Yeah, it's it's just it's a lost season for them, man. I and, you know, nice. and it's it sucks because it seems like this is a team that should every year we look at them and say they're going to be good, but yeah. not. But they never make it anywhere. They never go. You know, they very rarely make even make the postseason, much less get past the first game. Yeah. Well, they're playing. But, you know, their opponent was New England and New England doesn't even know what they're doing on offense. I don't even know if they know who's running their organization anymore. Yeah, New England is pitiful. Like and they play Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's defense is just gonna destroy them. I am so sad that it looks like they might get Caleb Williams. I'm oh my gosh. No, oh so the graphic for Thursday night football this past week had <laughs> TJ Watt on one side. And the Patriots are so bad right now. They yeah. had Bill Belichick. Belichick, yeah, I in saw. The I saw. <laughs> Man, yeah. they had no stars to to kind of put. I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty that rough. Is so sad. This is pretty rough. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my question is like, okay, like they are they're they're front runners to in the in the Caleb Williams slash Drake May sweepstakes, whatever have you. <laughs> um. They're gonna get one of those guys. The sweepstakes. 
is <laughs> that's a good one is is if they get one of those guys is, are they do they have the coaching staff to get the best out of them like i don't know like i i just don't, i don't know man i don't know like it, it it really remains to be seen right now with what's going on with them. I I feel like they should have been able to get more out of Mac Jones than they did, and we've seen it constantly. These team, these some of these players go into the wrong team, and these guys that we thought were going to be stars all of a sudden, uh, you know, they just can't get it going because, you know, they just go to the wrong team and a bad coaching staff that doesn't know how to you know, cultivate a you know, any kind of real talent. So I, I worry, man. I'm I'm concerned even if they get one of those guys that you know, it, it may it may be a talent black hole. We have to I, I think we have to understand that in order to be successful in the NFL year after year, you have to have the perfect marriage, I feel like. You do. And that perfect marriage has to be between quarterback and head coach because we saw Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I think it was the perfect marriage. Obviously, it was, right? They went yep. to, what was For it, nine years. Super Bowls, you know, six six Super Bowl rings, going to it nine times or eight times. And then you have, now you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you know? That's a great marriage. They just mesh together. But when you see those marriages fall apart, you know, you can even throw in Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan because I love Brock Purdy. So, but when you see those marriages fall apart, when Tom Brady left, you know, it was, it was a disaster for new England and he came down to Tampa and Bruce, Bruce Arians and him, although, people wanted to say that it wasn't, you know, good. I feel like it was a good marriage still because they ended up winning a Super Bowl. You take Bruce Arians out of that equation and put Tom Brady with Todd Bowles, they ended up barely even making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it just has to be all the stars have to align. If you're if your team is going to have success year after year after year, and make it deep into the playoffs or have, you know, multiple Super Bowl appearances. It just has, everything has to align. The stars yeah, it has to align, to man. Like you, we have to take, I was just having this conversation with uh, one of my league mates the, um, the other day. It's just like, I, I feel like it's such a downplayed um, concept. The idea of team fit, uh, t- having the right team, having the right scheme for a player. Um, you know, we talk about talent all the time and we talk about situ- uh, situation, but like, are, do we really factor in how much that actually means for success of a team and for what they do? Like you, you see, like I, I, I am, I am willing to bet that in a, that in one, that in two, two years, we're going to see the Colts be one of those teams that are that are steps steps up and steps up in the AFC and we start talking with them as elite um because of Steichen and what he's doing yes. with that team right now and like with that yes. uh, that that you know that coaching office like they are operating on all cylinders with Gardner Minshew. Yeah. They're doing hey, so much with Gardner Minshew. Right. I, I mean I'm I I like 
we're gonna and you know i'm gonna talk about that game later on but it's just like i really do you know it it, it means so much to have uh a, a coach a, a head a front office that knows what they're doing and are supporting player styles and like are not trying to just push what you what you want them to do but actually changing it up to make up for whatever whatever that those players best style is yeah uh, that's that that's what i think is happening with the panthers right now oh I, you know <clears throat> yeah they're not it's not playing and they're not playing for bryce young's strengths they're playing for like whatever they want to do well i yeah. think that's partial ownership too because i think they didn't really understand what they really wanted mm-hmm. when they had frank reich and then they got bryce young and then they claimed they were going to trade up for or trade for uh, or go for sorry go for cj stroud and you can say whatever like i think the the one of the news articles too was oh well back in the day dallas almost picked up johnny Manziel. i don't think it would have changed anything but you can go oh well we, we would have done this or we dude you drafted who you drafted and you gotta mm-hmm. suck it up and you can mm-hmm. fire head coaches for whatever you want, but you got to deal with those players. And Bryce Young is not bad. Um, do I think that organization would be any different if they had a different quarterback? Probably not. They don't have anybody. Like their O line is just getting eaten alive. Their run game can't get anywhere. I'm surprised it's better than the Bucks. And then their passing game is non-existent because they don't really have any solid wide receivers. And then you look at Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson probably would have made a difference if he had stayed healthy but you that division the AFC South I think we highly underestimated this year yeah and Jacksonville yes. was looking red hot until <laughs> the, the the Trevor Lawrence injury which that was a close game and Cincinnati finally won since 1990 on the road um <laughs> The uh, yeah. the Jags were looking great. They st- I think they still are. I, I I would love to see how Beathard actually does. The Colts, I think they're still a five hundred ish team. You know you can't really count them out, but you can't exactly say they're a clear cut winner. No, then, no, no. I, I think got, there, there's some time to go for them for sure. Yeah, and then Houston, uh, the CJ Stroud train is incredibly strong, and I think they have a. a really good shot to make it for the wild card. I don't know if they can really squeak one out to Jacksonville unless Trevor Lawrence actually doesn't come back. Then this may be a completely different conversation. And then you got Tennessee who can't seem to find their identity. Sometimes they're a passing team. Sometimes they just feed King Henry. Oh, no. And their defense is not what it used to be. Their defense is absolutely nowhere close to what it used to be. Maybe one or two years ago. Hey, but speaking of Tennessee really quick, I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love what I saw from Will Levis this past weekend when he got fired up towards DeAndre Hopkins on the sideline. Like, he was, like, yelling at – I don't know if you guys saw this, but he was, like, yelling at Hopkins on the sideline because apparently I'm assuming that Hopkins ran the wrong route and was supposed to do something different on the route. And DeAndre wasn't like they were kind of going back and forth, but it wasn't one of those interactions where you saw like the the veteran um, player almost like, you know, like shrugging him off, you know, like he, he was responding to Will Levis. 
And for me, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I like that a lot because that shows a lot of leadership in Will Levis. And that shows that, you know, hey, these guys believe in his ability to get them the ball. I think that's a clear example of what I was just talking about, too, because I I, I do think Will Levis has what it takes to to kind of play in this league and and, and to be a guy to be a, a, a QB one for this for the NFL. Um you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the Titans do moving forward. Um, because once again, you know, like there, there's, there's a lot of guys in this draft. Like, are, are they gonna? And but, but I think after the top two guys, there's a, there's gonna be some kind of drop off. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what their, what their choice is. I, I'm, I'm of the belief that they, you know. A, a bird in the hand. So, like, you already kind of see what you have in Will Levis. Do let, let's get him some weapons. Let's put some guys around him. Let's try and shape up this this team again and build it up from the from the bottom up. You have a guy that you've he in his first game he shows you what's possible. You know, like if to me if if a guy yeah. shows me that, then I then I am initially gonna believe that that's something that he's going to be able to do on call at some time in his game if he's cultivated correctly, because if he shows you he can do it without being trained, then like this is definitely something he's gonna be able to do if we just kind of cultivate him right. So I'm I'm interested interested to see what the Titans do. I think it's a bit of a long road ahead from them from competing again, but if they play it right. They could be back in this game like as soon as a year after next. I would agree with that too, because it in that first game he did show that he was pretty competent and, and capable. But as any rookie is gonna throw some hiccups, I do like I think Will Levis I think he had a tipped ball for an interception and then like absolutely leveled the defender and picked it up. Yeah. To run it to like I think the five yard line. I thought that was an, just amazing. He's, gutsy, man. Yeah. he's a he's, he's a a gamer. For sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you want to see arm that. strength is there. Accuracy, I think he needs to work on. And, and Dave, you yeah, mentioned but... Dave, you mentioned the whole Hopkins altercation on the sideline. I think that was more of, hey man, we need to check our like our routes. Like you might have thought this was, you know, the play, but you might have heard it wrong. So those stadiums are super noisy, and sometimes they hear the wrong verbiage in the huddle. And Hopkins is his first year there sometimes yeah. the aptitude for that playbook might be a little different from different positions. You know, the wide receivers get a different set of verbiage than the linemen and the running backs and the quarter. The quarterback knows the entire play. So arguably they are, I don't want to say the most intelligent player on offense, but they should be the most knowledgeable of the playbook. Yeah. So well, Will and- Levis might've known specifically what he was looking for based on that coverage and D hop might've read it wrong. Maybe that's what yeah, it was. And that's, and that's why was he was kind of like, Oh, that, okay. You know, Will Levis kind of got fired up about it. And, but it wasn't one of those, it wasn't one of those altercations on the sideline where it seemed like that these two guys just didn't have any kind of respect for each other. Or one, one party didn't have respect for the other one. It was really kind of like a, a quarterback doing what he, he should be doing and being like, Hey man, like, we you, you got to get to that spot like you were supposed to be here and, and you went this way and you know Hopkins there was there was that there was that obviously that competitive response with Hopkins but at the same time it, he was very receptive of what Will Levis was saying you know 
And to, to have a veteran wide receiver like Hopkins respond to your rookie quarterback and in my eyes, a positive light on, you know, a, a, a hiccup, you know, on, or an execution on the field. That's, that's fantastic, man. Like that to me shows that Tennessee might have a guy. They just mm-hmm. to kind of what Theo said, they got us, they got to play it smart. And they got to build the right, you know, got to put the right pieces around, continue to put the right pieces around him. They absolutely need to get some O-line and some some front four for their defense, though. Yeah, they got to get back to the quarterback. They got a a lot of pieces, I think. That's why I'm saying, like, I think they're a year or two away from, like, actually from any real competing. But um, if they play it right, like, I, I I, I still believe in Vrabel. I think he's the right head coach. Yeah. Um. Just kind of, you know, piece by piece, put that team together, build it around Levis, and you know, see what you got. Man, so you said competition. Could, it, well, is there a competition inside Tennessee for quarterback? No, no. I think it's Levis. Tonhill needs now. to be. Tonhill needs to be done. Like we don't, we don't ever need to see Tonhill as a starting QB again. I Amen. I I think yeah. we've seen I think yeah. we've seen all we need to see. Yeah. Um. And then Malik Willis. I I I I say I'll I say the same about him. him. I say the same thing about him. I he she showed nothing. He showed this guy. He, like I said, Jordan Love. Know, no, sorry. Who's the other guy? San Francisco dumped and, him to Dallas. Oh, Trey Lance. Trey, is he another Trey Lance? Not, I don't even know if he is. I mean, he he had he got his opportunity, so I I don't even know if I can call him. I I, I still don't believe that Trey Lance really like got a solid opportunity. Malik Willis had his opportunity last season, true. And you know we he he did nothing with it. I don't you know I just yeah Malik Willis is definitely not not it. He's not the guy. I I, I definitely would not want to be putting anything behind him. You should ask for a trade um, to go to the Jets since they can't seem to figure out who wants to play quarterback. I mean, hey, well, everyone else is playing. <laughs> well, give him a chance too, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, let's let's get into the, some of these the this week's. We got week fourteen coming up. We got a bunch of games that honestly, who cares? Um, but there are some games that I know that we kind of talked about. Um, you know, that might have a little bit. You know. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the most important storyline, it might be a little, still be a little bit of storyline. Might be, yeah. you know, an underrated good game. So Theo, wow, what what game? What game are you looking at this week, man? Yeah, um, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but uh, the Colts Bengals, man, I I think I think there there's some interest there. So you know, I don't necessarily there there's. There's the we, there's the games that we all know have the serious playoff kind of uh, ramifications, and we know that you know these teams are gonna meet again in the post. That's all well and good, um, but the Colts Bengals, I think it's interesting because it's two teams that are both kind of like, you know, they they got they got backup they got backup QBs for the rest of the season. Um, they're both and they're both kind of trying to figure out like, are we are we gonna be able to to prove anything or at least like I, I think both are teams that, you know, we know aren't making any deep playoff pushes, but like want to see what the best they can do with what they got. Um, 
So you got Steichen and uh, and and Minshew going up against uh, Browning and uh, uh, what's his name? Was Bradley? What's what's the Bengals head coach name again? Taylor. Bradley T- Taylor. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because I I think there's a lot of kind of uh, symmetry between these two teams. Um, Michael Pittman has been kind of playing like a star as of late, you know, really kind of playing like the big, tall wide receiver that he was meant to be. And, um, you know, I'm pretty excited to see, to watch him play, man, every week, like just to see him kind of come into his own and think about like what, what that can mean when Richardson, Richardson comes back. Um, definitely interested to see that. And, Hey, the Browning show last week, Browning up against the Bengals. What in the world? I mean, like Browning, Burrow, Burrow, Brown, like some people weren't sure if we were seeing Burrow out there for a second. Like, I mean, dude looked good. <laughs> he did look good. He dude did look pretty good, good, man. He, he, he's been, you know, he's been balling. And so like, is, is it real? Is he, is he one of the better uh, backup QBs in the league right now? Like, it's, it, you know, interesting to tell. Like, we already know Gardner Minshew was one of the better backup QBs. Like, I think we could, I think we could see a bit of a, of a, of a light show in this game. Um, you know, two defensive that have been allowing a lot in the secondary uh, with, with, with playmakers on either side and Pittman and Jamar Chase, um, you know, with T.T. Higgins and his second game back, you know, maybe we see a little bit more from him. Zach Moss, I, I, I just, I just feel like this game could end up being a bit of a shootout, and a little bit more entertaining to watch than we might, we might even realize. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it and seeing what kind of, what are the ramifications of whoever wins because I think one of these teams is gonna have a chance. You know, whoever wins this game is gonna have a chance at a wild card. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. And I mean, if the Colts win. They're can they're they're still right in the hunt for you know the divisional title right there for the AFC South. So which is wild, yeah, yeah, it, it is wild. But it also gives them a home slot in the wild card. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a, it's a big game. You know, I mean, if the Bengals lose, they they fall below five hundred. You know, and the AFC North is that much more out of reach. And with no Joe Burrow for the rest of the season, it might be hard to overcome that at that point. So. Um, definitely a good game to, to, you know, to kind of take into consideration to watch for the one o'clock slot. So I'm excited for it as well. Yeah. And the, uh, the whole, was it Jake Browning? He looks pretty clean right now. And Gardner Minshew's always one of those guys. Like I think he was with Philly last time and he put up, I think four touchdowns and no interceptions. Very clutch guy. Did the same thing in Jacksonville before they transitioned. Uh, to Trevor Lawrence. And I, I don't think you count out Indy in the AFC South. I know it's Jacksonville to lose. Um, we'll see how well that team can recover from uh, Trevor Lawrence's injury. But I think Indianapolis will still have to end up fighting Houston for that last little bit. The Bengals, where am I at here? Bengals are in the bottom of their division. Six and six. 
but still somehow in the hunt. I don't know how that really shapes out. Uh, the Browns have Joe Flacco. The Steelers no longer have Pickett. So in the AFC North, the Ravens, I think, are going to run away with it. If Cincinnati can pull one out, they are... Wow. Okay, so uh, Cincinnati has the longest shot to make the playoffs in that particular matchup between the Colts. Uh, the Bengals are 0-4 in their division. The Colts are 3-2. and mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the the Jags have to lose quite considerably. They're only 4-1 four, four and one in their division. So arguably Indianapolis has a better edge there, I think, for that match. But that's, I, I, I think it's still worth watching. It's one of the other games that have backup quarterbacks playing. And my pick is the same exact scenario. I got Minnesota at Las Vegas. You got Josh Dobbs who can't figure out if he wants to throw it to the right team or not or throw a touchdown. Um, you got Aiden <laughs> O'Connell who's got weapons on offense but can't seem to find the W. Uh, the Viking or not the Vikings, the sorry, the Raiders defense is actually very good. They're just their offense can't seem to capitalize on those turnovers or those those third down stops. Max Crosby is a fantastic uh, edge guy. And I can get behind the Raiders. They just can't seem to score. Aiden O'Connell, when he came out of Purdue, was an incredibly accurate in deep ball striker down the field for Purdue, mm-hmm. but they're going up against the Vikings who I thought had an identity. Um, I was wrong. So yeah, I, I think if the Vikings can coach Joshua Dobbs, like they did the first, I think two games, I think they have a shot because the, the Raiders will be good for three quarters. They have this really nasty habit of losing all of it in the fourth quarter. It's, it's kind of weird. And then they don't have Kirk cousins for the Vikings. I thought he would kind of be like a a mentor to Joshua Dobbs. I I might be wrong and he probably is, but this, the Minnesota Vikings are only six and six. And the Raiders are five and seven. So this could ultimately equal out if the Raiders win. Mm-hmm. However, I think Minnesota is the better team. Uh, not because of the win loss, but because of what they got going for them. They're the first set of games to the Vikings. They had no defense. And now all the Southern defense is showing up and backing them up. Um, rumor has it that Justin Jefferson is making a comeback this week. He is so practicing full today. So we will see how well that clicks with Joshua Dobbs. Everyone yeah. knows that Justin Jefferson is arguably the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Coming off an injury, I'm a little apprehensive about saying that or agreeing with that currently. But if you look at the win loss, Vegas is four and two at home. And one and five away. Yeah. Flip side of that coin is Minnesota, two and four at home and four and two away. 
I think it's a good matchup for people who are strong at home and good on the away. I think the Vikings take it ultimately. I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's a very close game for those that want to watch. Yeah, I'm ex- I I want to see this game as well. And I'm hoping to kind of see a little bit of a bounce back from Josh Dobbs because was I the only one that was enjoying that story of him? Was when he was just kind of like on the rise, it seemed like, you know, it's oh, kind of no, he's like he's dude. like the new Fitzpatrick, man. Yeah, I'm on dude, board like, 100%. I, yeah, yeah, I love I love his I love the story, you know, behind it. I love the, how they always show his parents there in the in the crowd watching the game. You know, it's just like you, you love everything about it and you just can't help to root for the guy. And I feel like that this can be a nice little bounce back game for him. And it can also keep the Vikings a little bit relevant in the NFC playoff picture. You know, they'll move to seven and six. Um, they, they still want to be in first place. They're going to be still be a couple of games behind the uh, the Detroit Lions. But I mean, it, it, it's going to keep them, you know, still relevant in that playoff hunt, especially with what seems to be the rise of the Green Bay Packers all of a sudden this late in the season. So definitely going to be a good game to watch, uh, you know, there on Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that game too. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I want to see, you know, I want to see Dobbs step it up again and, and kind of get back to to what he's doing. I, I think Jefferson can do a do a be a pretty big have a pretty pretty big hand in that and helping him kind of get back to his. I mean, you know, having a target like that, it'll be interesting as well um, to see because I've always wondered like. You know, like life after Kirk Cousins, what will that mean for Jefferson? Like, is it is it? I mean, we know Kirk Cousins is is a is a good quarterback, right? We know he's accurate. Um, yeah. Is Justin Jefferson helping him to look even more accurate because he's that good? Huh. Um, Throw and pray. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm I'm that's what I'm kind of paying attention to. Like, does Jeff does Jefferson step on this field and all of a sudden we see Dobbs look? you know, better just because he's throwing up, throwing it up to a guy that's going to make the catch more times than not. So I'm, I'm excited to watch this game. I worry about, definitely worry about Mason Crosby. Um, Cause I think everyone, every quarterback should always be worried about him. So, but Dobbs has shown some really good escapability in the past. So um, yeah, definitely going to be an interesting one there. Yeah, Another note, be... I think, is I think the uh, Raiders got rid of one of their corners. So, all, this is also to take into account there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely going to be a good one to watch, man. You know, it's, that's that's the greatest. That's the great thing about, you know, football this this late in the season is that when you have teams that are, you know, kind of right there in the middle of the pack for everything, all these games, you know, here at the end of the season, they just they just matter. They might not look like the best game of the week, you know, on paper. But if you really pay attention to them and you look at the standings and everything else like that, these are meaningful games for, you know, a lot of these teams. So mm-hmm. that's so exciting. And that is why I love this time. of fo- I-, I love it. I- I've said it over and over again over the last couple of weeks, but this is by far the best time of football from Thanksgiving on for college and the pros. It's got to be the best for me this week. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stick with my home team because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going into Atlanta this week to play the six and six Falcons who are currently on top of the NFC South. Let's go. And 
if we if the Bucks win this game, they have the chance to, I believe, move into first place for the NFC South, which oddly enough continues to make our playoff hopes still alive. And, you know, which just makes it all the more apparent that, you know, the Dallas Cowboys will win their wild card game because it's going to be up against whoever takes the South. But nonetheless, I would love to see Tampa continue their playoff, um, you know, birth streak at, I believe this would be the fourth year in a row. And if they win the division, that would also put them into uh, two years um, or no, it would be three years, three years back to back. back. NFC South champions and so definitely would love to keep that you know title down here in the South but it's going to be a big game against Atlanta Baker Mayfield didn't have his best game last week it was probably one of his worst games if you actually looked at it that one interception that he threw I know that that ball kind of got away from him and it was due to the elements and everything um mike evans shout out to mike evans 10 years in a row for a thousand plus yards receiving beast put we will some say respect it. on that name exactly put some respect on his name he's the first battle hall of famer i don't care who you say the guy's been through multiple quarterbacks he's been through multiple offensive coordinators he's been through multiple head coaches and the guy has been consistent year in and year out doesn't matter at this point. He's Who a Hall of Famer. Who has more touchdowns than him? Name one wide receiver because there's only one. Who has more touchdowns than him? Uh, Tyreek. Nope. You mean ever? No, no, no. Currently in the NFL. Okay. Oh, who has more than him? Uh huh. Ooh, CD uh, Lamb. Nope. Ooh, that was a good guess. There's only one. Okay, mm. AFC, NFC, AFC. Okay. One. Oh, Keenan Allen? Not, nope. It's not Tyreek? Uh, nope. Oh, Stephon Diggs. Nope. Oh, dang. Devontae Ooh. Adams. Uh, Adams. Wow. Really? They came this... at the same time. Huh. Oh, they you, are... oh you're, you mean in just overall for the for those guys? Yeah. Oh, I got oh. you. I got you. I was just counting this. Season. Now this season, I'm talking about overall, and everyone okay. says Devontae Adams is great. He's great. He's the best. He's the best route runner. All this other stuff. They are inseparable between Adams and Evans. Put some respect on Mike Mike Evans's name. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be the a shame to see him leave Tampa next year. Give Dude, the I'd be devastated, but I understand. Dude, yeah. He, yeah, he he's he's yeah, I. I I don't know if it makes sense for you guys to pay him what he's gonna Kansas deserve, to be, deserve to be paid. Like, yeah. um, if Kansas City picks him up, I'm gonna cry, and I'll have to switch to yeah. being a Chiefs fan. Yeah, I I think someone. <laughs> well, you're yeah. in the Midwest now, so yeah, true. <laughs> Some team is gonna get him and be very happy. Um, yeah, whoever gets him is gonna be happy. But this game this week in Atlanta, it's definitely yeah. gonna be a big game and. You know, if you if you look back through the season, the Bucks have been in a lot of close games, and one of those losses was against Atlanta earlier this year. You know, if you remember, we dude, we couldn't I mean, even the, run the ball, dude. But Atlanta gave us every opportunity to win that game, and we still somehow ended up losing. Um, so on a last second field goal, so it's good. It would be nice to go into Atlanta and win. Over the last several years, we have been kind of 
dominant over Atlanta. So it wouldn't be a surprise to me if we didn't or if we did get the win. Um, so, but it's a big game, you know, I think that Baker can have a bounce back game. I do not know what the injury reports are for That's what that I was about game. To ask. <laughs> um, if I, our defense is half there. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Um, let me just see. Uh, Levante is heading in the right direction to play again on Sunday. So that is going to be a huge, you know, additional addition back to our defense because we were down to like, we were down actually uh, to our safety to play linebacker. So definitely it was, it was, it was a, uh, it was kind of a, 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 you know, injury riddled defense last week that ended up getting the win over the Carolina Panthers. Mm. It wasn't in the most prettiest fashion, but at the end of the day, a win is a win and you'll take it. And I think that Tampa does get the win this Sunday against Atlanta. And like I said, we should move into first place at that point. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, man. The, the only loss in our division was to the Falcons. Falcons are currently undefeated in our division. We're going to need yeah. the Carolina Panthers to squeak one out against the Saints. I know that's a, a long shot prayer, but, you know, God. Let's I know go Carolina. Listening. So, yeah, let's go Carolina. <laughs> you know, and I think the Bucks still have the recipe to, to win the NFC South. I just need the Falcons to just just keep hiccuping at quarterback, please. Yeah. Um, and then the Saints, you know. I don't know what they're doing with that particular organization anymore. It's almost like they're trying to mirror the Panthers at this moment. Dude, uh, all I know is that James Winston is the most entertaining quarterback in the NFL. Whether or not he's good, I don't care, but he's entertaining. I mean, when he's squinting hard enough, he can he can throw the ball. Honorable Him. mention, though. Got to eat them Ws. <laughs> God, I can't. One of the that had to have been the worst pregame hype speech ever, dude. <laughs> oh man, no, it's post game. That was just I cringe. Awful. I cringe thinking about it. Honestly, every time uh, I honorable like, mention though for the NFC, you... the Rams, four and one in their division at six and six can arguably steal a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Man, y'all put one out against the Seahawks. Somehow the Seahawks are one and three in the division. You know what? The Rams had riddled injuries in the beginning of the season, and I think I'm looking at this now. I'm like, man, to think at one point we counted y'all out. Hey, man. Hey, um, you know, I'm right now. I'm I'm at that place right now where I'm like, I don't I I, I don't want to look at it because if I feel if I if I look at it too long, it'll stop happening. <laughs> but you know, like it it we there's a shot. You know, we got a shot there, man. I'm I'm. I, I think we have a chance with our you know our slate our upcoming slate to uh you know we I, I I give us a shot at winning just about every game I think we do see the 49ers one more time um they'll just you know they're they're unarguably right now the best team in football um but you know hey on Sunday any any anything is game anything is possible and our defense has been stepping it up at this time. Like we got some guys that have just been playing for us and things are looking, looking up and looking like, Hey, it's at least I'm happy that we're at least putting up a fight. And, you know, we got some rookies that are hitting for us. So, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to see you us, us doing what we got to do. Um, it's going to take some stuff, some, uh, some other things to happen for us to make it as well. But, 
uh, you know, this is football. Anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible, man. And, you know, <sighs> man, I didn't know that you guys were four and one, man. Shout I know that's why I was checking the, the rankings, man. Hey, you know what's something that is also surprising? And I wanted to try and squeeze this in earlier, but I just didn't see the, the opportune time. But now I, I, I kind of see it. Do you guys know who the sack leader is in the NFL right now? The sack leader. Yeah. I think I did hear this. Uh, is it TJ? Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, like someone you wouldn't expect, right? It, I, I know mean, the yes guy from no. Minnesota had, was a, was the top guy for what little bit? Hunter? Nope. Good is guess. It Hend- is it Hendrickson? Nope. No, another, he's down there now. Another yeah. solid guess. It's Khalil Mack. What? Oh, wow. He has no way. 15 so far this For year. For the Chargers? Yes. Yeah. I have been he has been playing well. He's been like the one of the only bright spots about that defense. Man. Wild, dude. I was like I was like, okay. I thought maybe it was Miles Garrett. Because Miles yeah. Garrett has been playing yeah. really well this year. And then when I saw, I was like, whoa. All well, right. the rushing leader is Christian McCaffrey, and he's got 200 yards on the next guy, who's Derrick Henry. I mean, that's insane. Dude, Christian McCaffrey for for everyone who 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 took Justin Jefferson first in their NFL, you know, fantasy draft, Ouch. And skipped on Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Dude's just you. balling out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Hill is balling out. Shout out to Hill. He should be in the MVP candidacy. Unfortunately, it seems like that award just only goes to quarterbacks at this point. Which, by the way, CJ Stroud, to me, is the best quarterback in the NFL. Whoa. What? Dude, he is. That is. He's got 100 yards on the next guy, who's also not even up for MVP, but it's Sam Howell. The top two quarterbacks. Haven't even been in the league a full two years. Spicy. I mean, shout out to them. Dude, if, if we took this episode and rewound our way to the beginning of this season, the top five passing offense like leaders right now, at least for yardage, is Stroud, Howell, Tua, Goff, and then Prescott in that order. Hey, Who would have thought? Uh, dude. No one. That's insane. What? Look at us. What? Look at us. Hey, look at us. Hey, who? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not us. Not me. <laughs> not me. No. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. A rookie it's an, it's... is leading in yardage right now. Yeah, I mean, he's playing out of his mind. I mean, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm super happy for the Texans, and I'm super happy for that. Um, for uh. The head coach there. D'Amico um, Ryan. D'Amico Ryan is doing something know, great right now. Another example of what I was talking about earlier. I, I just, I feel like they, they put them and they got a good coach. They got a guy that is, you know, and they got a guy, they got a guy at quarterback. They do. That's, that's, that's pretty much all you need, man. We're, we're, the Texans are going to be a problem for a long, long time now. Uh, I, you know, and, and I love it. You know, like I, like I keep harping on, like we're going to see the, the paradigm shift coming up here. Um, yes. you know, in, in the NFL and start to see some of these teams that are perennially like in the postseason start to change. 
and I love it. Give me, you know, let's let's have some differences. Let's get let's get some of these teams that have not won a Super Bowl being competitive and like consistently getting in the post and having a chance. Like let's it's it's time. It's time. It's time. Now. It's time. It's time to crown a new champion. And you know, I, I'm I'm with you, man, because I'm just I'm just tired of seeing the same old same old teams going in winning and it just seems like we had the same matchup year after year so mm-hmm. if if it the fact that stroud is now with the texans and the guy is a, a definite definite good quarterback he's going to be along around for a really long time and not only that it seems like that they immediately drafted him some serious weapons with you know tank dell and then I don't think is Nico Collins a running or rookie or no? No, he's not a rookie. No. Okay, but he's been great for them. So mm-hmm. CJ Stroud has a great connection with them. It's going to be a lot of fun there in the AFC South. Um, you know, moving forward, it's it's going to be a division to watch. That's for sure. I mean, with oh yeah, CJ Stroud with the Texans, with Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, Anthony Richardson and uh their um head coach frank Names. right um, for, um oh, no no no, 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 no. shane steichen steichen shane steichen yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. shane steichen there in indianapolis and then you know like what we were just saying if the tennessee titans do the right moves over the next couple of years they can be right there in that battle for mm-hmm. for that afc south crown so it's going to be a really, really fun division to, to watch, unlike the other South division, which is, you know, the Tampa Tampa division with the Falcons, Saints, and, uh, you know, Carolina. It doesn't seem like anyone has any answers for their future um, at all, honestly. Although I do think the Bucks should re-sign Baker this year just simply because he hasn't played horrible, and I don't think we're going to be in a position to draft one of those franchise changing quarterbacks in the first round let's just go ahead and start maybe once again i am i gotta i gotta eat my words and agree with you i i kind of think you guys should hold on to baker like he's he he definitely hasn't done anything to lose um you know i i think this is another situation where you have someone that has shown a, a good grasp of what you guys are trying to do um, I, you know, I, the head coach is going to change, you know, you, you, you know, some things have to change there, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I agree. My, I think Baker is someone you can, you can cautiously build around because I don't think he's such a, I don't think he necessarily leans in, in too much of any direction to where like, you know, it isn't some, some, uh, you don't put him in a place where like, you know, like. Like it, as if you had a guy like Lamar Jackson, like it would be like a completely running scheme, and you know otherwise. So I feel like he's kind of malleable in that way. So definitely, I I, I think it's someone you should hold on to and, and and at least see what you got. You know who I think? You know what I think the Bucks should do? Go ahead, sign Baker Mayfield uh, for another year. Unfortunately, and this hurts me to even say as a Tampa Bay fan, but go ahead, let Mike go and get paid somewhere else because he definitely deserves it. And I think trade up for Marvin be, Harrison Jr. Uh, that would be <laughs> awesome. But a more realistic thing, because of our draft position, I believe, especially if we end up doing do going to the playoffs, 
uh, for the wild card because we won the a- the NFC South. Why not look at the guy from FSU, man, Coleman? Because he's Ooh. a big physical receiver who I think can come right in and fill in that spot for Mike Evans. Not saying that he is Mike Evans, but you want to talk about compar- you know, comparability. And he's big, he's physical, he has oh, pretty yeah. decent speed. I don't speed. know if he'll last that long, though. I really don't. Other teams need a guy like that. Think about it and where yeah. we're at on the age of some of these wide receivers and some of the physicality, right? So do you think that he would be going like top 10? Mm. I mean, he has the potential. Not, I think it would be top go 15. After any one of the Washington top 20. wide receivers because those guys are awesome too. Yeah, but they're not as large. That's the thing. Like you're no. looking at size and speed. And hands, yeah. right? And in, in, yeah. in route running. Got... Mike Evans was not known for his route running. He was known for getting up and grabbing the ball from Johnny Menzel. Johnny yeah, just chucked yeah, it yes. down the field, and Mike, it's at 6'5", 2-something, and he's just going to catch it because he's got the hands the size of baseball gloves. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's definitely. Davis Winston did that for five years. And you know what? 30 for 30. Let's go. Dude. <laughs> I cannot relive that season. Ooh, oh my gosh! He was the, the only really quarterback gonna... in the entire NFL to keep both teams in it at the same time. <laughs> Tony Romo. <laughs> oh, dude! Uh, he okay. was he well, was never that bad. He, he was, was never that bad. No, no. So, but guys, it was awesome being back with you guys this week. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode. But it's it's so it's been so good to be back on the microphone and just to talk football. It doesn't matter if it's college or pro, but I love you guys. I love always talking about this stuff. I appreciate you guys holding it down one last time. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, we, we got some, this is just, we live for this moment in football, right? It's like a bittersweet moment because we know that it's coming to the end. We know that we're on the back nine at this point, but on the flip side, these are the games that matter. This is where, you know, head coaches start getting fired. Stories start happening about who's going to get drafted, what teams are going to be making the playoffs. You know, then we're going to have the playoff drama and everything else like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited to be back with you guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's let's. Let's have another great week of football. Hey, man, let's let's close it out. Let's close it out strong, man. It's it's it's. It's coming, hey, boys. You know, it's coming up on a, it's coming up on a year for us. You know, yeah, like it we, is. It we, is. We started doing this thing at the end of last season. Yeah. Uh, so around Super Bowl time, I think, and you know, like we, hey, hopefully, hopefully, we have something really cool for the people for our, you know, for when we actually hit our year, our anniversary. Yeah. For the, the three of us on here, but um, um, definitely got some cool things in store. So oh, yeah. we're in talks about some things and, you know, uh, just happy for everyone to keep keep it up, keep it going with us. Yeah, and I'm excited for the next few weeks. And, yes, Theo, you're spot on there with going into the year of the Beard Zone podcast. And it's been an interesting ride and it's been an adventure. If anyone's been listening for this long, you've known that we've we've had our ups and our downs and, sicknesses and in family events and so you know just stay with us man and it's it's gonna be a wild ride we're gonna have some changes might be some video podcasting in the future and oh. you know just share it uh shoot us an email at the beard zone podcast at gmail.com 
And uh, the socials on Instagram is the Beard Zone Football Podcast. Mm-hmm. Facebook's just the Beard Zone Podcast. And on Twitter or X is Beard Zone Pod. So we're out there. We're on the socials. We interact with people. If you're one of like the five people on Facebook that banter, I'm the guy you're kind of interacting with and in, in trash talking. And I'm fine with that. Keep at it. You know, it's it's good banter for everyone else and good content. And you know what? We're we are here for y'all at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Go ahead and give us a you know a quick share um with your fellow family and friends. That is the best way to support us. Continue to give us those good uh you know five star reviews if you feel like we deserve it. If not, hey. No, no worries. No hard feelings. We are going to continue to try and get better each and every week. But for those of you who have been with us for, you know, this year, um, and honestly, for those of you who have been with us since the very beginning, we weren't always the Beard Zone podcast. If you know, I was kind of one of the uh, part of the original um, podcast there in the beginning. And then, you know, we had the addition of Theo. Theo jumped on here. And then we were able to get, uh, you know, Glenn. And since then, it has been such an amazing ride. And I really cannot appreciate you guys enough um, for, you know, taking this journey with me. It's been a lot of fun. And oh, we man. would not continue to be here without you guys. Without <laughs> Man, who's cutting onions? But, you know. Um... You're crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. We definitely enjoy it. And, uh, you know, through all the ups and downs at the end of the day, we aren't going anywhere. We have big things planned for this podcast. We're just building this small football community, man, because, hey, football brings people together, whether we're smack talk, you know, whether we're, you know, talking trash to each other or, you know, celebrating together because our team won. At the end of the day, it's all fun. It's all love. And, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. So until next week and or until next week, We will see you guys later. See you.